Now, you'll remember at the start of November, Linda called in. She was trying to cross the border, desperate to see her daughter, who had had two major surgeries with major complications. She and her husband were fully vaccinated. Both had had negative COVID tests, and they'd twice been denied travel exemptions. MP Simeon Brown was trying to help them to no avail. I advised her to take her negative tests and head to the border and try her luck, because while I follow the rules and we've all followed the rules and everybody's followed the rules I think once the gang members were sort of trotting up and down the country it just if they can get through why can't law-abiding decent people so Linda was really worried about the police turning up on her doorstep I said no off you go and so many of you said much the same thing we had truck drivers offering to smuggle Linda through and people offering to pay any legal fines or bills she might incur if she got into trouble for even attempting to cross the border. Linda joins me now. Merry Christmas, Linda. Merry Christmas to you, Kerry. And where are you? Well, at the moment, we're just having a little break away to give the um, Jane and Rob a little bit of a break. But um, first of all, can I commend you on your intro this morning's programme? You fully summed up perfectly the reality of the COVID situation that we are dealing with. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But, um, no, now, Jane, what happened? So what happened after our call, for those who don't after know? After our call, yeah. we both looked at each other, my husband Kevin and I, and we said, we've got to give it a go. Um, we were desperate, so we thought, well, what else could we lose? Um, so we got down to the border, and um, the policewoman was unbelievable. She read the letters from the high dependency unit, that we've got from the, the doctors there, the surgeon's letter and Simeon's supporting letter. Yeah. And she looked at us and she said, have you have you not applied for exemption? And my husband said, we've been declined twice. And she just looked at us and she said, go. Go to your daughter. That is where you need to be. And honestly, we drove off and I just looked at my husband and I said, is this for real? And he said, yeah. And then we saw a police car and I said, please do not break the speed limit. (laughs) So then we got down there and um, our daughter was a very sick girl. And she's taken nine weeks to recover. She just had the stent out the other day. Um, All I can say is she has been through the ringer and been pulled back again. That's the best way to explain it. With all the complications, yeah. and she ended up back in the emergency department uh, when we got there. Yeah. So she had three trips to the emergency department. I have to say the staff in the um, public system were excellent. Just the um, resources down in um, Hawke's Bay is terrible. Um, she, could, she couldn't get over the difference of the public and the private system. Yeah. Um, so that is why she went private, because of the long wait to be treated. And the surgeon has said she is probably, she and two other girls he's ever treated are probably the worst she's ever seen oh. for endometriosis and the complications. So that in on itself is another line of um, how vicious that disease is. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, she's, she's great. And, and honestly, Kerry, we are so grateful to you and your listeners for giving us that courage to go to the border. And also Simeon Brown with his um, support and that that beautiful policewoman. She was yeah. just amazing. So, And what staggered us too was two days later, we were listening to your radio when we got yeah. there. Your, and that young man that rang up and said that he'd heard my phone call and that a friend of his had applied for a dog 
That's to go an exemption to go and get his dog, a puppy, to, that he was adopting, and he was given the exemption. Yeah. And I just looked at, at my daughter and my husband, and I said, oh, my God, you know, that sums it up completely. Yeah. Like where are these people who are given the exemptions and where they are sitting? You know, no compassion whatsoever for families. And, I mean, I know, we know, and we are grateful we got through, but we know there are a lot of other families that really have suffered terribly through this and haven't been as lucky as we were. But the thing that got me was was that you'd done everything right. You've never broken a mm. law in your life, have you? you no, know. no, and no. Oh, a speeding ticket. <laughs> yeah, from time to time. But, you know, you were, you really wanted to do the right thing, but the morally the right thing was for you to be with your girl. Absolutely, and that was what was tearing us apart. Yeah. And I said to Kevin one day, when we were sitting there, when we were getting these phone calls of how she was deteriorating, and I looked at my husband and I just said to him, this feels like what it must be living in a communist country. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I said it. And I said, this is just, we were literally tearing our hair out because normally we would have been on that car and down there. We, would have, we were down, planning to be down there for surgery at the beginning. That was what was so, you know... Yeah. Um, so frustrating. The frustration and the it was uh, it was a most unsurreal. You can't even explain the feeling. Yeah. And I just feel for these other families that have been through the same situation or worse. And you know, it was just horrendous. I just think it's fantastic that that policewoman took it upon herself. We didn't say anything at the time. I had so many callers who were saying, you know, and texters saying, did Linda get through? Did she and her husband get through? But I didn't want to let them know because I thought the poor police don't want to be inundated with people, you know, and desperate for the same kind of common sense. Yeah, totally understand. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't sort of come back to you straight away because I thought, um, oh gosh, poor Kerry. <laughs> also, everybody's <laughs> going to go to the border and not even apply for exemptions. That went through my mind too. Yeah. But she, you know, she she was just shocked. And also, um, that wasn't the the, the third. I don't know if I told you the third. We got declined three times in the end because our reassessment got declined, and we didn't get that until seven days later. And That's we right. You did. You sent me yeah. that, and I, and they yeah, basically they basically told you don't bother bothering us again. Yeah, they did. That's right. They said, don't yeah. bother because you've already yeah. exhausted your said, applications. Yeah. <gasps> you can't apply again. That this was it. That incensed me. Kevin said to me, do we put a, Do we go out and under the Napier sign <laughs> and take a photo of ourselves and say, well, too bad, we're here. <laughs> With your fingers pointing. <laughs> yeah. And, and I still felt for the Aucklanders and the families that we had left behind. There yeah. was a guilt there. And so we stayed very low. We didn't dare tell anybody where we were from. Yeah. Um, and we just kept as if we were Aucklanders. I didn't go shopping in the stores like we could have. I waited until Auckland was allowed to do that because I just felt oh. I felt for the people at home that, you know, we went, once we got through the border, there was this guilt of what we had left behind as well. It was, it was the most unsurreal feelings, oh. that we have, emotions that we have been through. I bet. And I just think Jacinda has no idea what these families have gone through. Yeah. She has no idea. And be kind, and yet there's no compassion whatsoever was shown to anybody. I'm still hearing stories of people that have, you know, families of members were dying and they still couldn't get through. Did your, did you and your husband being there make a difference to your daughter? Yes. 
Yeah, and the surgeon said to her when she said, Mum and Dad have been able to get through the border, and he looked at her and he said, I really feel this will help your recovery. Yeah, and and son-in-law, you could see the the relief yeah. from his shoulders. You know that he should find. He said, "Don't they understand? There still is so much to do in a business to run." Yeah. And I said, "I oh, know." And I said, "Because he was so, he was just so wonderful the way he cared for her, Jane. He really, he really is amazing." And um, but you could see this pressure on him trying to keep his little business running to keep them afloat. Yeah. Their answer, though, was that he could probably get he would well he can go and get the um, the wage subsidy anyway. So, and they could buy and care or something. That was what we heard. God, I am so no. glad, and so many people have been so happy to know you made it through. I loved the truckies who all said, "Tell oh. her we'll park up the truck and she can drive the car up and we'll get it through there." <laughs> It was the farmer that got me. I thought that was hilarious. I'll give, her a job, I'll give her a job on my farm. Give them a job on my farm and that gets them through the border. And I thought, you know, do we have to wear gang paraphernalia? That's how I got. How, how do you I reckon you dress up as a gang mole, Linda? Yeah, or, or I said to um, my husband, or I said to Simeon, do I put on fishnet stockings and a boot shoot <laughs> and go as a, a sex worker and Kevin can be my pimp. You know, I, it was just getting farcical, the whole thing, wasn't it? It really was, and I'm so glad you made it through. Merry Christmas to you and to all oh, of your family, Linda. Thank so much to you guys and to the listeners. And really, it was you guys that really got us to give the courage, that gave us the courage to get through that border. And if it wasn't for you guys, we, you know, we'd probably be still at home in absolute wreck. I'm so pleased you made it. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for the update. News Talk ZB quarter to 11.